Alright, welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. Um, this might be an episode I never thought would happen, ever, especially in our past. Uh, we're about to do a New Japan-centric episode, which I think former members of the show would have killed for. So, oh well. But on that note, with me, I have Matthew Acosta, his first appearance on the show. What's going on, everyone? And then, long-time friends and guests of the show, Sam and Nikki. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, <laughs> we all watched New Japan Dominion today? There it yes. is. Uh, Nikki and I got up, or we went to bed early-ish, and slept for a few hours, and got up so we could watch it live, and then... Um, we're pretty pumped at 8 a.m. and then <laughs> had to come down off of our adrenaline high and get some more sleep before we had to go to an appointment. And then we came back and took another nap. By so. the way, next time I will totally cancel that appointment because I was like, oh, it's totally fine to keep my eyebrow appointment. I can sleep a little bit and get up and go and it'll be fine. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, why did I think this was going to be okay? <laughs> but our eyebrows look great, so, you know, you can't true. see them, but. They're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when I was 20 doing stuff like waking up at 3 in the morning to watch something was easy. Now I'm just like, oh, God, why did I do this to myself? Yeah, it has to be a super right. special event, and I can't think of anything more special than Okada Omega 4. So, yeah. And um, me and Sam are night owls, so, I mean, yeah, part of the time, like, most of from about, like, 3 a.m. to maybe about 5 or 6, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we stay up till 6. I'm saying I know. I have to work. I don't either unless I can't sleep. But that's besides the point. Um, you know, it's not that hard for us to stay awake. Um, but as the morning goes on, it starts getting a lot harder. Yeah, we're not morning people whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I'm a teacher, so I don't have a lot of choice. But Yeah, I understand yeah, that. I understand uh, that, too. That is definitely one of the perks of working from home. <laughs> I purposely get ready for work earlier than I have to. So I can uh-huh. be more awake and less grumpy by the time the kids show up. That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> very good. For the kids appreciate that. But I probably could have watched the show this morning, but of course I had to work and wait until I get home to watch it. And it was so hard not being on social media for a whole day. Like, it, it's really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got I've s- done that before had plenty of things ruined so i I feel you yeah i got spoiled not even trying i literally just like clicked to see my notifications on something and there was every winner i'm like son of a bitch wow yeah (laughs) when twitter does that when they show you like when a whole bunch of people like somebody's tweet and i'm like i don't i don't need to know and i'm like you don't have to notify me of this you cannot just give people at least 24 hours to (laughs) you know, to watch the show, and, you know... And especially with a six-hour fucking show. Right. You have to dedicate your day to that. Right. <laughs> it was worth it, though. Yes. Oh, definitely. Except uh, that one. So, that I, didn't I know work. we're gonna go out of order, but, uh, Matthew just finished yes. the show. So I figured we'd start with the main event and then work our way through other highlights. Wow, that man. Good. That main event was 
all Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't watched New Japan yet, or if you haven't watched Dominion, stop listening now because we're about to spoil everything. Yes, yes. no, yes, it, we are. It's a wrestling recap show. If you think there's not spoilers, shut the fuck up and get out. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, come back later. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we don't spoil X16 or any PWX <laughs> show ever. True. So. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you're not new here, you 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 know this. Yeah, <laughs> but we might get some new people because we don't usually That's do this. True. So yeah, very true. So yeah, I think that uh, Omega Okada Four lived up to and exceeded expectations. I think it was the best of the four matches, and they've had four incredible matches. But I think this one was by far the best one of the four. And it's like, how can you top? Like the first three matches that you had, which were incredible, they they proved me wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think they had to do it that this way. They had to do the two out of three falls, and they had to do the no time limit because otherwise you you can't talk anything. Right. Yeah. I think this was easily a seven star match. Has <laughs> <laughs> Dave Meltzer given a rating yet? Uh, oh, I don't I, know. I know, I know yeah. that he. I saw because. I don't follow him, but his tweets come up in my timeline all the time. And I saw something about not talking to him basically like from Friday afternoon at two or something like that through like a certain time on Saturday. So I guess he was making sure he was dedicating himself <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to what was to the show and to make sure he didn't see anything. So I haven't checked. You know, I have my phone right here so I can look and see. So wrestling fan confession here. I did not watch Okada Omega three. I watched. It was good. I watched one and two, but yeah. that and that was like a year ago. But what I really, really like when they do this, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens do this all the time too. They start to know each other so well that every little thing can become a reversal. Yeah. And, did uh, you see? Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. When Kenny was doing that knee outside. And Okada just, like, didn't he, like, deck him with something? Or, like, just punch him in the face or something? Or am I uh, I feel, yes, I feel like that's correct. Or did Kenny knee him when he wasn't expecting it? I don't know. There was something on the outside re- with a knee. I remember that he jumped, uh, Okada jumped over the barricade, and then uh, uh, Kenny kneed him in the head. Okay, that's probably what yeah, I'm thinking of. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, um, he, right. They just wrecked each other. I mean, I mean, they got to the point where, like, I mean, I know this stuff happens all the time, but they got to the point where, like, they were making the other one like gasp and like wheeze because of how, <laughs> yeah. how hard they were hitting each other. And um, yeah, and, there was a throat you know, shot at one point. That. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Um, okay. We're not used to recording on Skype. We're used to just being able to all talk over each other. <laughs> but yeah, the I was I was just really impressed <coughs> with the constant reversals, the constant out of nowhere stuff. Like when you watch WWE, you get Randy Orton doing out of nowhere RKO, but yeah. nothing time. else is out of nowhere. No, this entire I mean, match, everything they did was out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, exactly, and um, I mean, just some of the risks that they were taking, because you don't really see, I felt like this Okada was a lot more aggressive than normal, 
Like, I think he knew, like, that Kenny was going to step it up a hundred times more than he already did. And not that Okada doesn't do these things already, because I think that, you know, I think they're both excellent. I definitely think both of them, they're two of the best in all of wrestling. And so, but I just think that Okada just seemed to bring something a little bit different because I think Omega made him. Like, I think he knew that, you know, Omega was determined to, to beat him when the title was on the line. And this isn't like G1 where it wasn't for anything. This was for everything and everything that he's, you know, that he's had for over 700 days or whatever it is. And I was like, I think they just, they, this match just seemed that they, they brought so much more to it than they did even in the, in the very first one. Right. So, so my thing too, first of all, loudest new Japan crowd I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Yes. they were, and they seemed firmly behind Kenny. That's where I was going. Yeah, more, more Kenny, <laughs> less Okada. <laughs> how how do you like one guy start cheering for Okada, and the whole arena drowned him out with Omega? And I'm like, how did they turn turn Omega into a baby face against Okada? Like when he started teaming with the Ushi. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then. Yeah. There were a couple times I got a little nervous there. I was like, please, I just, I didn't want anybody to interfere in the match. I didn't yep. want any, like, I felt like it would have been a disservice to the fans and to them to have anything happen. So I'm really glad that they didn't have, especially with Ibushi out there on the sidelines with his towel that he had. I know it was to wipe Kenny down during their, their two-minute breaks, but it just, I, and and Callis kept bringing it up. Which I was just... Of, I was just going to get there because every yeah. time he mentioned it, I was just like, please shut the hell up. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> right. say that because I was really worried that he was going to throw the towel. Like, I oh, thought man. When, the, when they were first walking down the ramp and I realized Ibushi was behind him and I was like, I really hope that he doesn't do anything to cost Kenny the title. I was like, I think it's too early and them being back together. They've only had a, a, like, what, three matches since they reunited and so I was like, I think it's too early for any of that. But I was like, if they want to swerve people, <laughs> that would be <laughs> they, do it. They won't break up till after All In. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be quite a while. But well, now we have the Golden Elite, so hopefully that'll be around for a bit. But um, yeah. Also, I, just, I have to know: is Golden Lovers just a gimmick? Um, I've good seen question. Somebody did a really good thread when they got back together, and Kenny endorsed the thread um it basically was just an overall timeline of how it worked and things like that and in the thread it did allude to that they were actually a couple however people made the point that they don't know if kenny is just trying to keep the story going because in japan there is a like a section of people who are really into that sort of thing with like the anime stuff and that's where they're going lovers like that that whole thing however i've also heard for a very long time that Kenny is bisexual yes. and that they are in a relationship. They do seem to love each other, um, whether that's, you know, a romantic thing or just, a you know, uh, just whatever it is. And I think that's part of the thing that makes it so real and so relatable is because it doesn't come off as forced. It doesn't come off as fake. It seems like there's like a genuine love and respect between the two of them. And I was like, and I was like, you know, if they are together, then, you know, that's awesome. If they're not, you know, it works. It sell, you know, it sells the story. Nobody else and, is doing anything like that. Yeah. And True. so I don't 
think and I think that it's I think it's really good for fans who do identify in, you know, you know, multiple different ways to be able to see the biggest wrestler in the world play out a storyline, whether it is a storyline or whether it's real to be on a major uh, to be on a, you know, on a global level like that and it to for it to be accepted. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who have things to say about it, but I have seen nothing but positivity and things related to that. So, I mean, I think that's a really cool thing too, so that, you know, um, so that fans who, you know, relate to whatever, or they, um, that, you know, that they can see themselves kind of um, portrayed that way and they're portrayed, portrayed positively. It's not a stereotypical type thing at all. Um, and so I think that's really good to have that type of representation for people who, um, who identify um, with that relationship that they have. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm thinking on it and I'm like, you know what? If it's not a gimmick, awesome. If it is a gimmick, damn, they're doing it well. And I wish Mm -hmm. anyone in America would like do anything that genuine. Right. And I think even Kenny even admitted in the interview that he was bisexual or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he's he's talked about it on multiple occasions. And you know what? Good for him for being open because there's not a whole lot of people that are, and especially not uh, on his level, um, who are open about, you know, things like that. And he doesn't have to be super open. I mean, at the end of the day, it's nobody's business. But on the other hand, it's good that he's open so that, you know, fans and things like that who maybe aren't sure of what they, you know, of what their um, sexuality is or whatever, you know, that they can see somebody like that and be accepted and be, um, you know, loved for who he is. And people don't, like, when I watch him wrestle, and I think that probably with most people, when I watch him wrestle, who he sleeps with is the last thing I'm thinking about. Right. (laughs) Which is how it should be. Their personal lives should be part of them, but not a defining character trait. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's not really a big deal, you know, (laughs) but in America, it still is everywhere else in the world. They either don't talk about that or they don't care. Right. Right. We're, yeah, we're 200 years behind on that shit. (laughs) Yeah, and I think another thing with that is it also brings in a it is also a Japanese wrestler and a non-Japanese wrestler as well. So it kind of it's you know the relationship that's not it. So it's I think it just brings in a whole other level um, to to their storytelling and to their relationship. I just I think that um, no matter what their relationship, Kenny seems a lot happier now. Um, he seems, it seems to have brought about a different type of, I don't know if I want to say wrestling. It just, it's brought something out different in him now that they've been reunited and it's really cool to see. And I, you know, we haven't really been watching New Japan, but for about a year or so. And so, um, to kind of read about their background and things like that. And I mean, can, I can't imagine these fans who have waited three years for them to get back together and to reunite and for all the, for this storyline to come full circle like it has. Like, I know how much I've loved it just from the few months that I've seen. So I can only imagine these fans who have followed them for years to, to be able to see this. I'm sure it's extremely fulfilling to, to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where was I and I thought the moment at the, at the end where they, um, where Kenny moved, red shoes out of the way so that he could embrace the bucks. And then, you know, I thought that was, and I liked that. It was nice to see, because in the wrestling, obviously you don't see a whole lot of, it's, it's 
hyper-masculinity a lot of times. And so you don't see wrestlers typically show a whole lot of emotion, um, and especially emotion with other men. So I thought that was really cool to see, like, how he reacted with the Young Bucks. And then when, you know, Ibushi came in, and then they all, like, embraced and cried. And you could tell that it was, like, legitimate, like, emotion. Like, it wasn't fake. It just felt very real and genuine, which I think a lot of times we miss in wrestling, which, um, you know, it was really cool to see that. And then I think to have Ibushi put the belt around Kenny's waist, I think that just added a whole other level of joy <laughs> to, to the whole the whole situation. Just I think that moment was perfect, and I don't think you couldn't script something like that. I think it just, it felt, it felt very organic, and like they just all genuinely seemed very happy for each other. What did you guys think of his opening entrance video package? I thought it was amazing. I don't watch enough New Japan to like comment on it, but honestly, I watched most of Wrestle Kingdom and then I watched today. I had a lot more idea what was going on today than I did for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So they were, they did a much better job of like explaining where it came from and showing the whole storyline and showing. Hey, if you haven't watched in a while, this is what's been going on. Yeah. And I think they're really trying to get that American foothold, and I right. don't think it's a bad thing. No. Um, but if Which you is had part told of me, they had Omega win, too. If you had told me when I first watched New Japan, like three or four years ago, when, you know, I was forced to, uh, <laughs> it was Omega was coming out with a mop. And cleaning spray yeah. yep. and shitty See, aviators. I, love, I, I love loved him. Kenny. I loved yeah. cleaner Kenny. Yeah. But I never would have gone, shit, this guy in three years is going to be legitimately in the discussion for best in the world. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And so when we watched, when obviously we started watching last year, he was kind of already at his height. That was, and I think, you know, actually what really sold me on Kenny Omega because I saw a few matches and I was like, yeah, he, you know, he's good, but I don't know that I really understand what the big deal is. And then when he was discussing whether he was coming to WWE or not, he did an interview um, because he said, you know, I don't want to take away from my friends who are going to be in the Royal Rumble and things like that. I just thought he was really well-spoken. He was extremely genuine. Um, You could tell he loves the business, but he loves, and you can tell that he loves his creativity more than the paychecks he would have gotten uh, yeah. by going to the WWE. And that just, that just seeing him, I guess, more as a person really endeared me to him. And I really just became more of a fan of him just from that interview alone. And then we started watching Being the Elite. I mean, we started, we started around like episode 50 or something like that. So I yeah, think it just, was about when um, British Strong Style was on there because, I mean, it's, I was newly introduced to them and I was all about. Yeah, and that, that trend, was when they were going to be, and I was like, well, then I have to watch Being the Elite because <laughs> they're going to be on it. Right, and it was right when Marty, it was before Marty was officially a member and all of that stuff, and Adam Cole was still there. It was like the tail end of his stuff, so um, just, and I think Being the Elite kind of gave us, you know, just a different aspect of them in general, and I think that really helped, um, that really, you know, 
got my attention, and I think that's when I started paying attention to matches more, and then I was like, okay, you know, I'm starting to get it now. <laughs> there's there's working, and there's working to another level. Right. Being the elite works to another level. Yeah, it's something exactly. nobody else was doing. Nobody else had come close. Like, yeah, there had been the Candace and Joey show, but that was just Joey sitting down and shooting the shit with people. Right, which right. is super cool. But, but I mean, making they have... it making it this weird line of what's real and what's not, what's kayfabe and what's not, right. but also just making it a YouTube video blog. It, it's right. brilliant, and I don't know whose idea it was, but they need a raise. I think the bugs. Um, I think the whole the Bullet Club they have now that Golden Elite and the villain side. Right. They all need all of the money thrown at them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because they don't even get paid for doing being the elite. They do it out of love for their fans, basically. Oh, trust like, me. They get paid by YouTube. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying that they don't like... But he was saying that, that because the Bucks have made the point several times that they um, that they don't you know, like make a paycheck from it. Which, I mean, right. I guess YouTube... They sure, I'm sure they do get that, I mean, because they're not... But to stupid. them, it's probably chump change. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, you can tell that they put a lot of effort into it, and it's a lot to put with their schedules, and half the time, you know, half of them being, you know, in Japan, and half of them being in the States, and things, they always find a way to make it work, and they make it, and I really like how they, I mean, it, it brought in the storylines of, you know, Cody versus Kenny, and all that stuff, and then it got, you know, how the Bucks were affected by what was happening, and then how it affected Marty and Hangman, and just all of that. Like, they just, they're really great storytellers, which is basically what it comes down to in wrestling. If you can tell a great story, then, you know, that's all that matters in the end. And Funny so, you mentioned Cody, because he came out after the match. I knew he was going to come I out, too. I was waiting for it. And but I, I'm wondering if they'll have a rematch soon. But for I'm, the title. Well, see, well, I, has G1... I, that, I, I think they will hold off because Cody is going to be wrestling for the ROH title again, and then at All In, he's wrestling. If I say, if he wins if he wins the ROH title off of Dalton Castle, then he is wrestling Nick Aldis for the NWA, for both that, that title and the NWA title at all in so i think cody is out of the title picture for I, now actually, and he actually even said somebody asked him on twitter like two days ago if he was gonna be in g1 and he said no because he's working on a project and he's doing stuff doing other stuff and it's gonna take him all the way through all in and he said there's just no way that he would be able to fit g1 into his schedule so i think huh. i yeah. think he'll be out of the title picture for a while i think it's gonna happen i, I just don't he could do it before wrestle kingdom well, G one waits all the way to Wrestle Kingdom to challenge, right? Because strong, because strong style evolve is next month, and then there's G one in August, right? Yeah, and, and then, then there's four months to play with before right. Wrestle Kingdom. G one starts in July and ends in August. What was that? Uh, G one starts in July and ends in okay. August. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember exactly how that... And G1... Nikki and I had this discussion earlier today. G1 is heavyweights only, right? Yes. Okay, that's what we thought. Yeah, but I, Super Juniors is the... Uh, right. Yeah, that's what we were... Yeah, I couldn't remember 
from G1 last year. I was like, I think it is just a heavyweight. Their their definitions in New Japan of that are very fluid. Like, yeah. Kenny just came out one day. It was like, all right, I'm no longer a junior. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know the Bucks said that they begged, they begged for three years to be heavyweights and finally were allowed to move up to the heavyweight division. Um, I mean, what else did they have to prove in the junior division? No, I agree 100%. Yeah, well, I think that's definitely... And the junior division would put on the best matches, but it was getting old. Okay, yeah. who's stealing the belt this month? All right, who's right. stealing and it I, next month? Yeah, that I had an issue with, but the... I, I, the Super Juniors are, they, I think, are far and away the best division in New Japan. They're just, they're so good. And I, I've just, I mean, I know I'm really into, like, that type of stuff. Not that I don't like what he- the heavyweights are doing. Like, I love that stuff, too. But I've always just really liked the junior weights, cruiser weights, Lucha Libre type stuff. And so, I really, I think, and then I think that division is probably one of the best in all of pro wrestling. They have just some of the best. Um, Let's be honest, though. Nobody in New Japan, except for, like, Fale, is really a heavyweight. Like, well, it depends on, I think, if you're going by, by New Japan standards, obviously, yeah. you're not going to go by, like, MMA standards or Elgin, but boxing screw Elgin. standards and things like that. So, I mean, but that is true. That is a very good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where y'all want to go next? Are we done with the main event? Well, I was going to point out, um, I don't know how correct, obviously, this is because it's New Japan and they can do what they want, but I think, um, I wonder if Naito is the first to challenge Kenny for the belt because he mentioned Naito. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, obviously, but I just was like, when he had, when he brought him up, I was like, huh, I was like, they just took the well, yeah, because I was like, what do you go? I'm just, Naito. I'm very interested to see where does Okada go now. You've been champion for three years. You've been the face of the company. Like, what, what happens now? Like, what <laughs> it's do you gonna do be now? so damn weird to not see him wear the belt anymore. Right, right. <laughs> They're gonna throw him in useless tag matches with like. You're <laughs> not yes. WWE. I don't think it'll be that bad. <laughs> um, but I don't think he's gonna well... get the most. Card. That was going to be question, a question I was going to ask of y'all since y'all watch more New Japan than me. There were really, really good people, like people I put in my top five in the world, in tag matches that meant nothing. Well, I think part of it is they've not been, because of New Japan, I mean, because of BOSJ, a lot of the heavy the heavyweights had time off, and so they haven't really had anything they were doing with them i um i do once we talk about the, well i guess we could go ahead and talk about the tag match so it'll lead into what which, i was going to say which one the, the, the first one the, the one with juice david finley uh, there was one before that actually that was you know when show was first wasn't it the main no. event yeah, yeah. The, oh and pongy 3k and... yeah that match um we were actually a little late on that because we were trying to get um we were trying to get the fire stick set up on my TV, and so we missed a few minutes of it. And, um, but that, I, yeah, that I'll admit that match had me worried for the rest of the show because I was like, "All right, it, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't yeah. anything that made me go." Well, 
everyone think, is freaking out about this show. So I think a part of it, too, is Rapongi 3K is still a very new team. Yep. Uh, both Show and Yo were in BOSJ. Yep. So they're probably very beat up because that just ended on, what, Thursday? Yeah. And so I think they were very... I think that probably played a lot into the into it too, and then yeah, I think uh, commentary was mentioning that the whole match um, that they just got out of Super Juniors and all that. Yeah, because they were were they all four in it? Because Destiny was in it too. Yeah, yeah. so I think yeah, that, all four were in it. Yeah, yeah, all four were in it. So I kind of yeah, I think that I think that probably was the best place for the match though, because um, you don't want to start with. A six with either one of those six man matches. Um, uh, I would have put the next match first to get everybody hyped, but I'm an American booking style, not a Japanese booking. Right. Style, I think so. uh, I think they just want and probably to separate the tag matches out enough. Um, the two for title the title tag matches. I think they were probably trying to separate it out some, yeah. but I mean that's just my guess. I could be wrong. <laughs> um. But yeah, I thought it was a it was a decent match, and like you said, it was definitely. Um, I think it definitely gets lost in the shuffle when you go back and look at it and talk about all the matches that was, um, especially and that was interesting too because that was the only match on the entire card where the belts did not change hands. Right. Uh, so I thought that right. was kind of Matthew, interesting. You got anything too. about Sho and Yo and Desperado and Kane Maru? I, I can't remember his name. Tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Tomorrow um, is how Kevin Kelly pronounces it. So I don't remember too much about the match because of what happens later on in the show. It's just like, there's so much going on. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, but from what I remember, I thought it was really good. And... I remember Rocky cussing somebody out and having what some sort of smoke machine on his back. I remember that. Yeah. More than <laughs> yeah. He wears. I don't know what his reasoning behind that, but that's his thing when he comes out to when that's basically what he does now is he just manages. I don't get it either. Like it, it's just a random, like a random thing he does. I don't, yeah. I don't get is it. Is it supposed to be like the smoke machine in the clubs of Rapungi or something? Maybe that that's was probably. That's I don't the know. Only thing I could think of. I always think of Ghostbusters when I. Yeah, think it that. looks very Ghostbusters because he was wearing the brown jumpsuit yeah. and all that and I'm like alright Rocky what you doing yeah <laughs> oh I forgot to say I went through Dave Meltzer's timeline and he has watched it um, but from what I could see he has not officially given a rating yet I don't know if he's just going to save it for his show or his newsletter or whatever 9,000 stars right <laughs> 1 million <laughs> stars because <laughs> uh, um, something yeah. at, didn't uh the end of best of super juniors get like five and a half or something. Yes. Yes. It should it have. That match was incredible. The, I'm I sure just... it was, but I'm getting annoyed with Meltzer over the past year. Just being like, fuck it. It goes above five now. Well, they're doing things that are above five star though. I mean, <laughs> so you change have to, your like... scale. Like, I don't know. Do uh, do like a, uh, Something out of ten, at least. Yeah. Or Maybe that is something he's considering doing. I mean, I wouldn't be I surprised. Doubt it. It's Melter. He's not going to change shit. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of him in general. I mean, he's all right. I don't. I don't go out of my way to follow him. I don't listen to his yeah, podcast. I don't either. Um, I just. So I mean, I see stuff in his time that comes up in my timeline from like other people liking or retweeting 
And so I don't have a whole lot of exposure to him, but I can see why if some people get annoyed with him. But then I also see I can't stand fans who are like, oh, you're only doing that because it's in Japan. Well, if we're being honest, wrestling in New Japan is better than anything that's, that is better than WWE by a mile. Because I, I knew it, nothing about the storylines today. I knew very few of the wrestlers and had previous experience with the wrestlers. And Dominion was better than any WWE pay-per-view that happened all year. Yeah, and that exactly. card that card was loaded. It was a six-hour show, but I felt most of the matches moved along pretty yeah. quickly. I thought I didn't think there was a bad match on the card except that one match that I don't want to talk about. Um, Why not? <laughs> Michael Elgin is trash, and you know this. We'll go ahead and cover. Fuck Michael Elgin. I'm impressed he did a tope, but still, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm not on... uh, uh, I was... I I thought if Goto was going to drop the title, he should have dropped it to Juice a couple of months ago when they had a match, but... um, And I like Goto. I thought... I think he... um, I think he's pretty good. They don't do a whole lot with him, though. Um, So I don't know that having a new champion will do a whole lot. It doesn't seem like that title has... A whole lot of um, not prestige, but they just don't seem to put a whole lot of focus on that title. Um, well, it's not. Isn't never like another <coughs> organization? I think so, but the belt is is New Japan. It's, that's confusing yeah. as hell. How their belts yeah. aren't named for them. Yeah, like really kind of bothers me OCD wise. <laughs> I, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, Maybe yeah. if I knew a little bit more of the background, I could under I could appreciate it more. But I haven't done a whole lot of yeah. digging into that to find out exactly like what all that means and yeah. all the stuff that goes along with it. But yeah, if I was if Goto was to drop it to anybody, it should have been Juice a couple yeah. of months ago because they had a really really good match. And I would have rather him to drop it to Tai Chi's little bitch ass. And- <laughs> okay, what the yeah. fuck? Tai Chi is an opera singer. Yeah, I don't Something get like that. Yeah. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, and where he half pretends to sing, I was like, he's not even moving his mouth. What is he? Oh God. Yeah. He sounded so get, bad too. I don't get the Tai Chi character. I don't like him. Most of the fans don't. His hair's like kind of cool, but that's about it. it. Yeah, I was just and, like, I don't, I don't care for him. His manager, though. What'd you say? His manager, though. You got a, <laughs> you got a thing for the Asian girls, Matthew? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading uh, Ready Player One the other day, and there's a yeah. line in it where he's talking about watching weird YouTube videos, and he's like, so I may be a little obsessed with girls playing the ukulele. Don't ask me why. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is the best line in a book I've ever read. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Tai Chi caught my attention just because it was so weird. But yeah, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I thought like originally when I started watching, I was like, I don't, I was like, oh, he seems kind of cool. And no. then, and then I was no. like, he's just a little bitch though. Yeah, oh, he is. He just, I, I don't even know. Yeah, fans, I mean, they, fans always chant. Tell him to go home. So, <laughs> although there was some, uh, there was some chance of them chanting Tai Chi. I oh. think that fans are starting to, you know, like him more, which I think is strange. But also, if they 
How's Goto? Is he over with them? Uh, sort of. He's, like, I don't think he's, um, I think people like him okay, but he's not super, I don't think he's super over, but I don't think people, like, dislike him either. He's like a Ziggler type. He's kind of just there. Yes. No, because I like Ziggler. I think so. (laughs) I mean Ziggler now. I I like Ziggler too, but. I've always liked him. I don't have a problem with it. I've never, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. No, he absolutely does not, but I'm saying. General consensus, the way Ziggler is treated right now. No, I don't, I don't know that I'd say, I think part of it too with Goto is just because part of it's just the title doesn't really seem to mean anything. And so I don't know by default, they don't necessarily put a whole lot of attention on Goto. He's a very good wrestler. Like it took me a while. I kind of ignored his matches more. I would do other things, but um, I started to watch his matches more and pay attention. He's very, he's a very solid worker. He had um, a I really, really good match with Nakamura a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, and yeah. he like his. Um, I just, I you know, he's put on some really good matches that I paid attention to. So um, I was. That's another reason I was a little surprised that they had him drop the title because they haven't done a whole lot with it. I mean, he's defended it against Juice, and I think he maybe defended it a couple other times, and then that was kind of it um, that I remember anyway. I will say a Michael Elgin push is not the way to get me to watch New Japan. No, but I don't think I don't think that uh, they care about you know because it didn't happen there. Yeah. And well, and they just, stood by Hanma when he got accused, and they wait. They don't. I did not know. That no, Hanma I didn't got... know this about Hanma either. Oh, you didn't know Hanma got accused of beating the everlasting fuck out of his wife. What? No. We talked about it on the podcast like two or three years ago. Yeah. Oh, well, see, apparently, yeah, because he just got he just got remarried a few months ago. Like she, they've been dating for a while, but it just came because you know he's he's coming back. He's wrestling his very first match since his injury next month in his his hometown. Ex basically came out of nowhere and said he's beat the shit out of me for the past like twenty years or however long they've been together and. Blah, 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 blah. And I think he got cleared, but they were still letting him wrestle and, like, all that while the investigation was going on. Oh, they, that's not cool. They don't give a shit. They're like, oh, Yeah, right. they probably, and I don't know how domestic violence is, you know, viewed there and in that community. Cause, as far as I you know, know it's not kinda, spoken of. Yeah, I was going to say, they kind of keep things quiet and things like that, so I'm sure it was a big deal for her to even be vocal about it, especially for somebody who's known um, like that, too. So, yeah, I had no idea now. Yeah, depending who you ask depends on whether she was crazy or he just got off the hook. So mm-hmm. well. Interesting. No, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, that was a whole big thing a while back. Yeah. So yeah. So I think that's probably part of the reason they put a title on Elgin is because they don't. I mean, they were building him up and things like that, and so mm. I guess that was kind of the natural direction to go um, like because that. of how they built him. But I don't think, and I think they just don't pay attention. They just don't, unless they're. And of course, I'm sure they asked him about it, and I guess they're going to take Elgin's word over somebody they don't know anything about because they are not going to ask her about it. Well, and so, I'm not defending Elgin. But more and more people are coming out against her, and they're not Elgin's buddies. That doesn't, which 
I can understand, however, somebody who, you know, has lied in the past and things like that does not mean that these things can't happen to them. And I don't. 100%. I mean, and she, and I, she very well could be, I do choose to believe her. Um, just because, you know, I'd rather side with the victim and be wrong. (laughs) Um, not just because of that, but I mean, I just, like I said, not trying to defend him. No, I understand what you're saying. And I, the people I've seen it come from aren't the, who defend him, um, who are, who are just, I guess, fans in general. Um, they're not the most stand up type people. (laughs) Very few people in wrestling are the most stand up type people at this point. Right. But I'm talking about the, I mean, I mean, the fans that are defending him are not. Oh yeah. I don't stand up type people either. So, and I was like, like the people who would side with him, no matter what, I mean, she could have, I mean, I know that people think she faked the text messages and faked all this stuff. And I really hope that's not the case. Um, That's a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I I know people try to basically say that she, you know, that people attack her, um, her mental, um, not illness, but they just attack how she is mentally. They attack, um, you know, her because she's very, she's very open with her sexuality and things like that. Yeah. And so she is, tech- she, I guess you would say an easy target, but that doesn't mean that these things can't happen to her or people. Right. I mean, it, so just it's, because it's a very- you've created a persona doesn't make it okay to be mistreated. Exactly. 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 Yep. And so especially when it's somebody who like, you know, Michael Logan, who has a lot of, um, you know, he's in the indie world. A lot of people are, you know, discovering him and they're a fan of his work. I mean, Nikki and I were huge fans of him and we, you know, I tweeted all the time, you know, don't sleep on Michael Logan and, you know, he's very good and he's improved a lot. And then this happened. don't sleep with Michael Logan either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah. Man. So, um, yeah, it's a very weird situation, but um, I just hope that she, you know, feels, she just keeps doing what she has to do to, to get her truth out. And, you know, if it yeah. ends up being that it, you know, hurts his career, then, you know, don't do the Fuck things him. that you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do the things that you did, but you brought it on yourself. Exactly. Uh, all right, we've spent far too much time on Michael Elgin. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't deserve that much time, but... No, Finley yeah. and Juice, we want to go there next? Yes, yeah. Sure. I'm always down to talk about Deuce Robinson. <laughs> yeah, and I love Jay White too, so Yeah, and I love David Finley. I would love, love, love to see him in PWX. Same. I think yes. he's I, I really just enjoy him. I think he's a good wrestler. Uh, he I think he's entertaining. He has a great personality. I just I really like him a lot. Um I hadn't I seen do- him until today, like other than when he first started and was still in black trunks and all that. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. He, he was fun. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's really, yeah. I saw yesterday, um, somebody asked him on Twitter, um, did he learn everything from his dad or did he learn more as a young lion and he, or in the dojo? And he said his dad taught him everything he knows, but he's really good at folding laundry because of the dojo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, yeah, I really enjoy him, and so I, do, I think I that he, I think he definitely, I hope they push him more, I'd like to see, um, I think definitely within the next year or so, I think they'll really do a lot more with him, um, and so I really like him, and then, um, of course, we're huge 
Juice fans, and we love Jay White, too. So I really, I really hope they're leading to that, what happened today, and especially after the match. I really hope that means that they're going to put, they're going to let Juice have a, a run at, uh, at Jay White's title. Especially because David's already had, a David ha- has David had two title matches? Or has it just been the one and I think maybe they wrestled again and it wasn't for the title? I can't remember. I think it, I think it was just the one. They wrestled yeah, think, each other non-title and then the next one was a title. Yeah, and, I think, yeah, I think okay. you're right. Yeah, and I and I, I thought, I think Finley and uh, Jay White, I thought they have really good matches too. And Jay White's just, he's, I think he's, I think he's really, really great. And so yeah. I, enjoy his matches and so I would also like for him to come back to PWX even though I know it's not gonna happen. But I'm just <laughs> might, be, might be a very long time before that happens. But oh yeah. Jay White was at PWX? Wasn't he? I, don't I think feel so. like I have never seen Jay White at PWX. Okay. Well you know He's what at I mean Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, was gonna yeah. say, I know for sure I've seen that Ring of Honor. It's just, yeah, I think it has. Again, been... I see a lot of wrestling. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that. which which company am I watching yeah, right now? I think it, exactly, yeah, no. it was just at Ring of Honor where we saw uh, I'm trying to be that person this summer. Hence why there's going, it's my first day of summer and I watched a six hour wrestling show. That's a good start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and now everything has to live up to that, so... Yeah, it'll right? be fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Yoshi, poor Yoshihashi in. being overshadowed in this, though. Like, no one yeah, gave a shit he's... about him. Yeah, no one he... doesn't give a shit about Yoshihashi, period. I yeah. like Yoshi. I do oh, like he's him. He's okay, but... I like he's okay, they just don't really do anything with him. They don't... He, he, when I first started watching, they did a little bit more with him. Um, His hair was longer and somebody said on Twitter that um, he had secrets in his hair so now we and Samantha refer to him as secrets Um, and then now his hair's a lot shorter and I'm like quit cutting your secrets out (laughs) (laughs) he must be telling his secrets so his hair is getting shorter yeah maybe that's why they're not pushing him as much because his secrets are gone Uh, yeah Yeah, so I I enjoyed that match I mean it was kind of a I, don't, I guess I it, well, I wouldn't say it was a throwaway match, but I guess what it was was probably kind of planting the seeds of Jay versus um, Juice. So my I favorite parts so, were I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. My favorite parts were um, eat shit. Was it eat shit and die or no, was it, it was eat shit, shit motherfucker? Eat shit, and yeah, that one. <laughs> and then my other favorite part was at the end where he drops the title, and they were like, he just dropped the title on his dick, and I was like, (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about uh, just, I I enjoy about Juice is he's just super passionate and just says whatever he feels, and I love his interviews, and he cusses, he's like, I'm sorry for cussing, and then he says like 15 more cuss words, yeah. I'm sorry for cussing, eat shit, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So did, yeah. this is totally jumping around and jumping back. Did Kenny sure. learn all that Japanese just for tonight? Or do you no, think he no, speaks? No. no, but he is a baby face. He speaks pretty much only Japanese. Ah, um, okay. The hill, he would only speak English. He would only speak English because he was being a dick. Okay. Because right. last exactly. time I watched a Kenny promo, he was like, fuck you, rice and beans, baby. And Yeah. yeah. He's very, yeah, he's very fluent in Japanese. Like, I think um, when he first moved there, uh, he started, 
Huh. Learning Japanese, and I, from, from what I'm understanding, he's he's pretty fluent in it. Well, and okay. he, he, you know, he's always been a fan of Japanese culture, so he may have been picking up on. That's true. Things. I know a lot of anime fans who speak Japanese. Right. Very true. All right. Yes. Or at um, least Matthew, you got anything on Jay White, Juice, and Finley? Um, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I think that uh, the title match is going to happen at the G1 USA show coming up next yeah. month. Um, Finley, I I just think that uh, I don't know. It, I just think that he's just gone off into the sidelines for this. But he's still very talented. I just wish that they could like push him Do more you think a little bit. G1? Who, Finley? Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I don't think Sorry. so. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't I hate that either. Juice, like, a couple of months ago, after he lost to Goto, he cut this whole promo about how he he better be in the G1. He thinks he deserves it. He thinks he can win it all. He wants to prove, like, how much he's learned and how much he's grown in the last year, and it was very passionate, Juice-like speech, but it does so. I wondered... If they put him in the G1, if that means that they would put Finley in the G1 as well, or if they're just gonna, like, what they're gonna kind of do with him. I think it, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be his first G1. He's yeah. been in, uh, he's been in the Best of Super Juniors tournament before when he was a young lion, right? Um, and he's 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 gained a uh, he's gained weight since then too. <laughs> yeah. So. He he. Uh, I think he'll be uh, okay with the G one. I just hope that he doesn't lose every single match like he did in Super Juniors. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean he was a young him. lion, but still. Yeah, he probably proved himself more, and he's grown a lot, you know, as a wrestler. So hopefully, if he's in the G one, I did let appreciate him win. the beginning with his shirt, and he was like, "It's a baby Finley." <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, next up we had Suzuki and Saber versus Ishii and Yano. God. Um, Was Saber in Super Juniors or no? No, he's a heavyweight. He was was in G1 last year. Okay, so why didn't he do much in this match? Because he just came back, like, because he won the, he won the New Japan Cup, like, what, two months ago? And then they immediately went into Best of Super Juniors, so he's been back in England, and he'd been, well, no, it was before the, it was before the New Japan Cup when he was rehabbing an injury, right? Yeah. He was injured? Yeah, before New, before the New Japan Cup, he'd, uh, I can't remember if it happened at an indie match or when it happened, but he did something to, I feel like it was his arm. Yeah. Or something, and so he wasn't really doing a whole lot, and then he kind of got, he basically rehabbed so he could be in the New Japan Cup, and he won it. Um, and then they went into Best of Super Juniors. So what so- does the New Japan Cup get you? A shot at the belt? Shot at the, uh, well, any belt, pretty much. Yeah, he, so gets, he, yeah, he challenged heavyweight. Okada and lost to Okada at Genesis? The current Genesis, yes. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I remember, I, I keep track of Saber more than I do most of the people in New Japan. So I was right. like, oh, uh, let me let me see what's going on there. Um. Yeah. But given this and match, so, and- you got four people. Three of them can kick your ass. The other is Yano. Yano is a fan favorite, so I think they just try to put him in 
where they can. Yeah. Um, and Suzuki and Ishii have been, they, the last night of the Super Juniors, they went after each other and they were like choking each other in the ring and being super aggressive like they are. And so it basically, so I don't know why it wasn't a singles match tonight. Right. I guess um, just again. I, th- I think it's just to build them, build up yeah. uh, Suzuki and Ishii more. And I think that's Where they're probably, probably going to happen gonna, next month or so. They're probably just going to straight up murder each other and probably kill some young lions in the process. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, be fun. I'm not a huge Suzuki or Ishii guy. I saw a lot I, of them wrestle. Wow. Uh, I like Ishii a lot, but I love Suzuki. I do, too. He, at he, first, I just was like, good lord, this guy. And then it just kind of grew on me um, how aggressive and savage he is and how aggressive he gets with chairs. I and mean, and that, that man is, what, 50 years old? And yeah. he will still kick anybody's ass any day of the week. And it won't, I mean, and it won't face him at all. <laughs> <laughs> in here, um, Suzuki, um, this was before I was really a Suzuki fan, and I was still a Michael Elgin fan. Um, he was, like, they were having, like, a verbal um, spat. spat, and um, and Suzuki was calling Michael Elgin a pig, and I was, like, highly offended that he was doing that, and I was like, um, well, who the fuck knew that Suzuki was right in calling <laughs> Michael Elgin a pig? Um, uh. And I'm no longer offended by this statement, because I didn't <laughs> Yeah, but Suzuki's super cool. I really like him. I like Ishii. I think he's cool, too. Um, it makes me laugh. JR called him a um, a refrigerator one time. Yeah. And, so. He said he's built like a refrigerator and he, like, you can't move. He's like, you you can't move him. I don't know. Yeah, they don't really. Didn't Zach and Yano wrestle like a couple of months ago? I don't. Was it for yeah. the New, New Japan Cup thing that he wrestled? I feel like they've wrestled. I don't remember. So I don't know if maybe kind of that's why the two of them were kind of thrown into this match, just because they've had stuff that they've done before. Um, and like I said, I think Yano is just super over, and they just try oh, to put him was, Somebody in. had to eat the loss, and it wasn't right, going right. to be Ishii or Suzuki. Exactly. So. Yeah, Yano would be the perfect um, person for that. Homeboy, I didn't but... see Zach getting pinned either. Yeah. So, yeah. that'd be um, Yano. <laughs> Boy that yells out, um, just tap out. I've, he's got to do something with his hair. Those <laughs> streaks of yellow in my in his hair is driving me nuts. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a fan of his bangs, but I I was like, do something about that. I was like, I don't care. Like, that you're he probably wanting. thinks it looks cool. It does not. I would rather look. I mean, Suzuki's hair is cool. <laughs> I think my problem with Suzuki and Ishii is I'm not a big like brawler guy anymore. I was when I was yeah. growing up, but now like unless you're giving me a street fight like or fighting in the crowd, brawler doesn't make sense to me because anybody who's quick can beat you. Suzuki's so. just very good and held. Just, I like that he destroys things and he takes chairs and beats the shit out of people with it. And he I did takes like part the chair of the, jousting after that. Yeah, the and then he takes the, he'll take part of the barricades with him and try to beat people. He just doesn't care. He just wants to beat your ass. I mean, he had wrestled Naito. Wasn't that Naito? 
a couple of months ago. That was a pretty decent match, except and surprisingly, I think Naito got the win, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 He uh, he beat uh, Suzuki for the IC belt, and that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, by the way, Doug, you mentioned about uh, not liking Suzuki and Ishii. Well, all they, I'm sure that all they're going to do is just, like, do uh, stiff, you know, punches and yeah, not see, selling and all that stuff. If I wanted to watch that, I'd watch MMA. Right. And I, I enjoy the two of them, though. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I enjoy it, but... I don't that's... hate them like I hate certain people. Like... There's stuff after the match I enjoyed, but I I don't think I'm a fan of what is traditionally called strong style, like where it's half MMA, half wrestling. That just pisses me off. (laughs) There was a guy who wore uh, blue and orange Sakuraba a while back, and I, I know who you're talking about. He was. They were like, oh, he's. He's an MMA guy when he's not wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And all he did was punch and kick the whole time. I'm like, dude, just go do MMA. I, I don't want to yeah. watch you wrestle. And um, I believe that's what he's doing right now because he hasn't been in New Japan in a couple years now. Yeah. I believe. It, it's just, it's one of those things. I don't like MMA enough <coughs> that bringing I don't MMA like, I don't, into um, wrestling pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, Shane Baszler. You suck. Yes, not, that is a whole other rant, and that is and that is not a New Japan rant. <laughs> no, I was just. You guys want this podcast to go three hours? <laughs> listen, if we, they can watch New Japan for six hours, they can listen to us for three. <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> well, you can leave the call, Matthew, if you don't want to be here. Oh no, I'm no, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh. All right, uh, next we had, well, not really next because we we're just jumping around. Just the next match we're going to talk about. Bucks versus Sonata and Evil. Um, I of, like that. Of everybody in New Japan, I think the only people I would say I am a hardcore fan of is the Bucks. And this was fantastic because you took away what they could do. And they still right. told a story. I hope uh-huh. they're not actually hurt. I hope it was just a work. Now, well, Nick, Nick has been, I mean, uh, Matt has been selling this back injury all year long. This has been a thing he's been doing in both Ring of Honor and New Japan. Um, and even bringing it into being the elite some. So I feel brought that in just because it's something that they, he's been doing all year. And so they just kind of focused on his back, but yeah, especially when Nick Jackson uh, hurt his foot kicking the uh, the ring post, which I'm sure he that hurt. Had to hurt and I know that they have to say that he probably broke it, but I was like, I just watched him like circle his like roll his ankle in a circle to like move it. I'm pretty sure if it was broken, <laughs> he wouldn't be able. To. I also watched him super kick a guy with the hurt foot. Yeah, yeah. Like, it happened yeah, a couple like, times. Uh, and he sold it afterwards. So yeah. I guess yeah. you could just Which say, like, um, oh, the adrenaline, the moment, he forgot his foot was broken, he was just doing the young you know, I think thing. He's, they're two of the best at selling and keeping 
that like and knowing like to remember to keep selling and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, which I think is part yeah, of what were, makes them. They were even so selling good when they came out um, for Kenny at what they at do. The end. But I, um, I also feel like that Matt is not selling his back as much as he used to anymore. Yeah. As yeah. Well. So maybe they've given up on that or. I don't know. He he sold it pretty big this match. I haven't seen him in Ring of Honor this year, but oh, y'all still there? Is my internet being crap? Ah, damn it! Hang on, technical difficulties. Do 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 do. do. All right. Um, am I back? Of How many course. flights they take and things like that? Yeah. Call back. Yeah, I mean, I so I, I enjoy the match. I like y'all were um, saying. Uh, evil tonight. Uh, I think they're. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy them. So, um, me and uh, Evil almost have the same exact hair. <laughs> so y'all, y'all are gonna have a fun time when you listen to this. Because my um, internet actually just died. Oh, yeah, no. I, saw you, I saw you left, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, so I just it, figured, let's just keep talking. It and wasn't just recording like, y'all at all. It recorded me going, ah, oh, fuck, my internet just died. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so where did it stop recording? Hell if I know. I think we were talking about, you know, we uh, the selling of selling the foot. Back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... The Bucks are good at what they do. <laughs> yeah. If that wasn't obvious from their massive amounts of success, and right. their warehouse full of money, and their second warehouse full of merch. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, I wasn't quite sure that they would win the titles on their first try, um, just because I wasn't sure how what their plans were for Evil and Sonata. Um, but then, like before, I was watching a pre- hype video thing with uh, Don Callis and um, Kevin Kelly and Don made the point that, you know, when they are under pressure um, and have something to prove, that's when they're at their best, True. Um, which is correct and definitely the case uh, in in the match. Um, you definitely see it so time. I think that they, I think I like that they, they, I just like the storytelling that they told with it and um, I think that, I think it was a really, really good match um, and probably a good thing they kept it pretty far away from the uh, junior heavyweights uh, title match because, I mean, granted, um, the Young Bucks are, are completely in a totally different league, but I think it's probably a good thing that they didn't have it so close to Burpongi 3K. And uh, Well, uh, and I, th- I think it was good with the storytelling to, like, switch it up to have the Bucks have to be different. They can't do right. all the shenanigans they were doing with Rapungi Vice and Red Dragon and uh Sidal and Ricochet. They had they still they still do some of the stuff. So but, but not as not much. everything. It was definitely yeah. toned down and they kinda showed, alright, even if you take away our flips and shit, we can still kick your ass. So yeah. Right. I, I because you think so that funny. one day that they would give it up though, right? What, the flips and shit? Yeah, like kind of chill out with it a little bit. I mean, they could still do it, but not as much as they used to. Uh, I think they may already be there. Yeah. I think they are realizing, because there was a whole thing, and this will lead us to talking about Osprey, 
Um, did y'all see the whole thing that Meltzer said about Osprey and all that about his style and everything? Yeah, I've heard about it. Uh, Osprey during the uh, press conference or whatever, he played Meltzer's uh, little quote. Yeah, yeah. And he said something along the lines of, you know, if Osprey keeps doing this, he won't have like a long career or anything like that. Yeah. And I can see that happening too because oh back at Sakura Genesis when Osprey uh you know you guys know what I'm talking yeah, about on the almost, apron. Like on the apron he almost broke his neck. Yeah, he almost he oh, was that Sakura Genesis where he almost died? Yeah. Yes. Because I saw they, that. Because it was at Osaka, uh, at Osaka Joe, which is obviously where Dominion was, and they were talking about when he was on the apron today, they brought up the fact that this is a place that he almost ended his career. So here, here's where I got annoyed, though. Basically, the quote was, from Meltzer was saying, Osprey's going to end up like Dynamite Kid. And for anyone who doesn't know that story, basically Dynamite Kid did flippy shit before everybody was doing flippy shit and is now in a wheelchair because he went so hard and fucked himself up. Which, that can happen with anybody, though. And I think people now are trained a lot more. Um, I feel like sometimes, I, I love Willis where he's one of my favorites, and I do feel sometimes he can be a little reckless. Um, and he makes me nervous a lot of times when I watch him. But He doesn't um, make me any more nervous than anyone we watch at PWX. Yeah, I was going to say, but he, uh, he knows what he's doing. And he's yeah. one of the best at what he does. So that would be like telling Ricochet that he is going to, you know, if he's not careful, he's going to hurt himself too. Which, I mean, that's you can say that obviously for anybody that is in this business. So I think you can't just point to one person unless yeah. it's. Ryback, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but, you know. Well, no, Ryback's selling supplements. He'll he'll <coughs> always be healthy. Yeah, sure. Until <laughs> his dick falls off, which I can't wait. Because <laughs> his whole podcast is about trying to fuck girls and porn. and. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it, it's fucking sickening. Um, anyways, Gross. back to Osprey and Takahashi. So... I love their matches. <laughs> I love Will Ospreay matches in general. I don't have I a lot of the match of the year candidates yet. Will Ospreay is like three of them. Yeah, Will Will Ospreay always, like, I feel like he always delivers the five-star match. I never get tired of watching him, but I, especially, I think his matches, like, his matches with Takahashi are always always good like he's i love i always love watching him versus kushida but now it's getting to where i always love watching him and takahashi because they also they bring in a lot of the um the outside element where they're because there's the whole thing last year of the you're a cat thing and how that whole twitter thing played out takahashi has daryl right yes okay um and takahashi well takahashi last year told osprey that he was a cat uh, just because of the way he moves and things like that. So then he goes on Twitter, and Will Ospreay is talking about how he can't sleep. <coughs> and Takahashi's like, he's calling him a cat, and he was like telling him to count one Takahashi. Her- or no, one Haramu, two Haramu. And it was just this whole long thread. And Will Ospreay was like, I don't think that I should be saying another man's name while I'm naked in bed. And then he called him naked, and then Haramu responded by calling him naked man. 
and he was or he was like, it's okay, naked man. Or something. I don't know. It was just really funny. And so they just bring, I think they just bring another element to what they do. And so I really enjoy them and their press conferences together are really funny. Um, cause I don't know. I saw part of it of where, cause, uh, Haramu's move is called the D and he didn't know what it meant. English. <laughs> And so he learned during the press conference what that mean what that means, and apparently was like had his mind blown. Nice. <laughs> Will Will Osprey said that every in 2018, everybody everybody loves dick. Guys love dick. Girls loves loves dick. He even loves a little dick from or something like that. I don't know. It was just really funny, and it just it was, you could yeah. tell that it just Haramu didn't know quite how to react. <laughs> Yeah. to it um, upon learning what the D meant. Um, so yeah, was, he was just, like, explaining to everybody, if you guys don't know what the D means, it means, right. well, and you he's, know, he's penis. <laughs> I think Osprey has a great future if he does fuck himself up as a comedic commentator. Yeah, right. he's hysterical. And, yeah, and I just... And see, and I love, and I think and I think Haramu is just... I enjoy his personality. I think he's very fun. He's very positive and outgoing. He the just stuff with Daryl last year was, was just um, even was like great. Even with so. the best of Super Junior, like his book that he had, and he had something written down about each uh, each opponent he had, and he just um, I don't know. I just really enjoy what he does. I, I find him. I think he's a treasure, and I think he's delightful. And I was really really happy when he when the other night. I really wasn't sure where they were going with it, just because I mean Haramu obviously is a very good wrestler, but I know that they're trying to, um, they're really trying to make Ishimori be clearly a much better bone soldier. <laughs> and he's, oh, he's, he's clearly a much better bone yeah, soldier. Yeah, he's obviously oh, a very oh. good wrestler, and he's Bullet Club and things like that, so I wasn't really sure how it was going to play out. And then when he did the reverse, when he did the reverse Rana and sent, Haramu down the steps, like, I couldn't believe that that happened. Like, it yeah. just, <laughs> I there. thought... And, I agree that that was a five-star match. Like, I thought it was really, it was one of the better matches that I've seen. So, um, to have, but I thought once once Haramu won the best of Super Junior, I kind of had a feeling he was going to beat Osprey this weekend. Well, yeah. and they were overselling Osprey being beat up. So, that yeah. was, that was part wonder, of it. Um, Osprey has mentioned quite a few times about being a heavyweight um, and then Marty had the whole thing of like, you know, go be a heavyweight. I, you know, the best, the super juniors are one of the best divisions in the, in the world. Like we can, you know, I want to bring this to a whole other level. If you want to leave, then leave and this whole thing. And then will kind of backed off of that. So I don't know if Osprey do- dropped the title because he's going to declare himself a heavyweight now and he's going to be in the G1 or especially because. He lost. Um, he lost in the best of Super Juniors. He made it all the way to basically the semifinals, and he lost um, and to Ishimori. So um, I kind of, I kind of wondered if that's kind of where they're headed with that, um, and maybe bring in some new blood to the um, Super Juniors world. Right. That's an interesting take. Uh, Matthew, you got to. I, I wonder, it. like, what's going to happen with, like, you know, the G1. It's going to be an interesting year for that because 
you just seems- don't know like who's going to be in it. I mean, I'm sure there are some that you know who are going to be in it, but I'm sure yeah. there are some spots where you're just like, oh, he's going to be in it? Okay. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of in a transition phase almost. Like, it's kind of like, where does, you know, where does Okada go now? What do you do with David Finley? What do you do with Juice? What do you do um, with another person that we haven't talked about their match yet? Uh, where does Will Ospreay go? Like, what do we... So it feels like there's a lot that they can kind of do to kind of change things up. And like I, like I said, I love the Super Juniors, but it's basically Osprey, Kushida, Skrull, and Takahashi. And it's just basically the same four kind of road. And they put on, like, their match at Wrestle Kingdom, I thought was one of the best matches on the card. Um, yes, That four-way match. Actually, I, actually on my match of the year list. Yeah, I loved that match. And so... But I feel like kind of the Super Juniors kind of just basically revolves around this four. So now we have Ishimori, which is great because um, he's obviously phenomenal. And he's hot. Yes. <laughs> There's that. He's too. hot. He is. They're, yeah, they're, I love Japanese men, so. <laughs> I, yeah, I have six well, matches up for match of the year. Two of them have Osprey. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know where they go from here. Like, are they going to bring some new people in? Um Kind of, so I'm interested to see where it goes because I think that they could really do a lot with that division. And if Marty, like, because Marty pretty much was just like, you know, we can make it even better than what it is. So I'm hoping that means they're going to put more focus on it. Maybe they're going to bring in some other guys or move. Some, I don't know who they would, but it, I mean, maybe move some guys into that. Um, well, you know, with the Bucks being heavyweights, they could be a part of the G1. Yeah, I yeah. want to say. No, it must have been Super Juniors, because one of them got hurt either last year or the year before, so one of them ended up going solo in a tournament. Like, Nick got yeah. hurt, and then Matt ran through the tournament. Yeah, that was yeah that, that was the one. It was, like, 2015, I believe. Yeah. 2016? I don't know which year. It was a it's while one. back, I know. Yeah. yeah. I go through phases of keeping up with New Japan, like... Sometimes I'm like, hey, that's really cool. I'll kind of keep track. And then other times I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> and I think that they're like more focused on Ring of Honor now. Cody even mentioned that he wasn't going to participate in G1 because he's busy with All In and Ring of Honor and he's everything else. Got some acting on. gigs going too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he can't do G1. I don't think he'll ever do right. G1. So since we're talking about Cody, yes. Uh, let's go to Cody, Marty, Page versus Mysterio, Liger, and Tanahashi. Um, first of all, local shout out to our boy, Adam Page, to be in a match with those five guys. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge cry from tagging with Corey fucking Hollis. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um... Unfortunately, I was kind of underwhelmed by this match. Like, I really I, wanted to like it, but I was not impressed. I enjoyed it just because I think it was just, like, I. it still blows my mind that Rey Mysterio has never wrestled in New Japan now. Yes. Um, I do, I thought it was kind of, I don't know that it should have been a six-man match. I think what they're doing is, I know there's all these rumors that Rey Mysterio is going back to the WWE and he wants to, like... I hope to God he doesn't. He just did an interview, like, two days ago and uh, said he's part-time with New Japan. 
Yay. And I think he's, doing, <laughs> he's doing plenty of indie stuff, and I think he's doing enough that he doesn't, there's not a point. He doesn't need to go. No, there's not a point in him coming back to WWE. And They're I not going to use him anywhere. No like one he'll come back when they induct him into the Hall of Fame next year. That's exactly. the perfect time for him. And I think there's so much that he can do in New Japan, and they kind of teased that. I mean, they teased, the, you know, he was supposed to have the match with Liger, and then he got hurt um, wrestling an indie show. With yeah, he Caleb tore his bicep or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot it was against Caleb. Uh, he was, was against, it against Caleb. Caleb? He no, they up. were tag. Team. They were. I think they were tag team, and they oh, were tagging. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he got injured, so the Liger match still, I think, will happen. Then they brought in the whole. They had the whole little thing with Marty, and yeah. I think there's just there's enough. Ray could be in the best. He could be in the Super Juniors, and he could do a whole lot for that division. Like, I'd like to see him versus Will Ospreay if he doesn't leave. I'd like to see him versus Kushida or Haramu. And I, like to, I would like to see him carry more of a feud with Murray. Yeah, I mean, so I think there's a lot that... I think Ray can do much more in New Japan than he could do in WWE. Absolutely. However, I am very sad that he's no longer on Lucha because my favorite thing I saw on Lucha Underground in the, like one and a half seasons I watched was Rey Mysterio's secret underground dojo where he trains luchadors and drinks tequila. <laughs> I'm like, Amazing. that. why is that not officially part of his character? Because I would watch a show just about that. Um, but yeah. yeah. We did a terrible job of trying to keep up with um, Lucha Underground. We tried. And it's on Netflix now, so I have... It had been a while, so I started over, but I haven't had time between everything else I'm trying to watch. So I believe the third season is not up yet. No, but you but would it think should that... be soon. Yeah. They tend to run a year behind. So I bet when season five of Lucha drops on TV, season three will drop on Netflix. It's... Oh, that's a long time, though. That's usually how it goes. Um... Speaking of Ray. Did you see his mask? I loved it. I loved his mask. Yeah, and I like that he even went so far to paint his face. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. I was um, a little disappointed that he didn't do his Rey Mysterio entrance, and then uh, we turn around and uh, Hiromu did it. Takahashi did it. (laughs) Yeah, the very next match, and then he was like, well, I guess that's why Rey couldn't do it, because Hiromu already took it. (laughs) We don't have time to have both people do this. Um. Maybe that was tribute to, to Ray. Yeah, did, um, I, did they do a 619 chant? I, yep. Uh, Ray started a 619 chant. Oh, it was this Jesus. was the weirdest Japan crowd. That's how they all are, though. Yeah, but like, like most of the time, you they're super quiet till the main event. Then when the main yeah. event kicks up, they get really loud. But the whole time, you have the one girl in the crowd going, Okada! Or, you know... <laughs> Back hey, in the, yeah, Nikki, hey. and did, Nikki and I did the Kenny, and I don't know that we told Doug this story, but when we, when me, Nikki, and Matthew went to Ring of Honor Atlanta. Uh, in Atlanta, Kenny was out, and we Kenny tried King. to, Kenny King was out there, and we tried to get the Kenny chant going for Kenny King, but it did not catch on. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course But is. we enjoyed it, and I, I'm pretty sure Kenny King could hear it, so, because <laughs> we were the only ones doing it, and it's a small... Um. A small venue, so... The only (laughs) other thing I really remember from this match was, I'm guessing it was Callis and not Kevin Kelly just raving 
about how perfect Tanahashi was. Like he had the best hair, the best clothes, the most money. Tanahashi does have the best hair. Tanahashi has the best hair in all of professional wrestling. I love yes. it. But it was and just love, really funny to hear. I love how I love when he wears his high pony. Same. <laughs> I was sad when he cut it for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was just um, funny to me to hear a guy who earlier in the show I was like, Oh, you're kind of a sexist asshole, aren't you? I don't remember what he said, but there was something I was like, ooh. Uh, I, I um, did you hear, <laughs> apparently I missed this on Twitter, yes. that Don Callis said that Cody was mad at him for calling him a pansexual narcissist? Yes. <gasps> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, was... Cody had uh, Kevin Kelly wear, like hold his ring. Yeah, and yeah, Callis yeah. got all mad about it and was like, what? Why can't I hold the ring? And he's like, well, did you yeah. make Cody mad? I mean, all yeah. I did was call him a pansexual nurse. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, was... I, I'm real confused about that whole relationship. But Yeah, that's so funny. But I love, well, it's because Callus is obviously a Kenny Omega guy and doesn't hide that. So, yeah. you know, there's that too. Um, Fair enough. Speaking of Callus, he's all in. Some, oh, yeah. Some, I'm some, excited about somebody I'm so happy he's That they think the reason Callus is all in is because they're going to broadcast it all somewhere. God, I hope so. I don't know. At the very least, it'll be a DVD and they're going to make a billion dollars on it. I, I'm leaning more towards that. I'm thinking it's going to be a DVD type thing. I think they're trying to keep it. I know they say it's going to be a one time only event. And I know if they do right, other they're going to have to figure out, well, they're obviously not going to be able to pay for it out of pocket every single year. But they, they won't have to made, after this year. Cody made the point that the reason they didn't want to stream it in certain places is because they wanted to own the rights to it. Because sponsors were like, well, then we own, like, if we do this, then we own rights to it. And they were like, nah. So I think it, I think it may end up being an annual thing, but I think they're going to have to do there's a lot that's going to go into it. So I won't be surprised if the first one ends up being DVD only. Yeah. However, they could easily do a Twitch. Cause you uh, can't tell me the bucks don't have connections somewhere who could oh, produce well, I mean, a they DVD. They all have a relationship with right. high spots. So I would think high spots would be a logical place to do it. But um, who knows how much of a cut high spots takes and, Right, and then they'll have to pay, you know, and if our people, I think some people will definitely be willing to pay a subscription fee to be able to watch it, um, but, you know, there's going to be that whole thing, too. Like, I think there's just a lot that goes into it than and more than just let's broadcast it. Like, I don't, I think there's just, I think that's kind of why they haven't completely, I mean, they say no as of right now, so I do think that they are looking into the possibility of, of um, streaming it, but... I definitely wouldn't be surprised if it's a DVD and it's a PWG type of thing. Yeah. We still have, like, three months left until the show, yeah. so, I mean, we'll see it. But when, when August comes around, my, my you know, doubtness is just going to go up even more. Well, like, I'll just tell you this. Nikki and I, Nikki and I will, uh, we'll be down to do a podcast and tell you about our experiences. Yes. Oh, love it. I'm so <laughs> mad I can't go. <laughs> If yeah, they put it a too. month earlier, I would have told Kat, I'm sorry, I know you want a vacation, <laughs> we need to go to All In. But yeah, no, I don't, I they had to do it Labor Day. How we got tickets, I'm super <laughs> thankful. It for is me. amazing that they sold out 10,000 seats in like under an hour. And yeah. on top of that, 
I think what's even more amazing was, yes, scalpers bought tickets. You, that's just, and it's a reality in 2018, scalpers are still going to buy shit. But out of those 10,000, only like 200 made it to scalper sites. And I think that says, I think that's a huge deal that they still, even with scalpers being involved, that they still sold that many tickets to actual real people. If um, scalpers weren't involved, it still would have sold out. In a, exactly. It would have sold out in 38 and a half minutes instead of yeah. oh, 29 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see, and so I, I can't stand these people who are on Twitter and they're like, oh, well, you know, it's a little arena. It's this, it's that. They just want to take away from it. Because- is not little. No, it's no, not. It is not. And for them, these, I don't understand. People don't understand. Cody and Matt and Nick are paying for this up front. Like they, the only thing Ring of Honor has helped them with was logistics and giving them their blessing for people who are under contract to appear on this show. And they're letting them borrow a a, a referee. Their Todd Sinclair is going to re- be one of the referees, and yeah. so they. But you know, that's it. And especially in the wrestling business today, like. There's, other than WWE, there's basically no limit to what can happen, which I think says a lot about what the fans want, about the business in general, and how well it's doing. And so I just, I just, I hate that, and I'm not, I mean, of course people are going to, there's going to be doubters and haters with anything, but I just, it really irritates me when people do that, because I'm like, you know that these three, like, they're, they don't have to do this. Yeah. And they're doing it basically to challenge themselves, to change the business, to and make they, their fans happy. they love the fans and they love what they do. Exactly. Independent wrestling has grown so much over the years. It's yeah, like, and it's I think so that popular. even the past like two years, now yes. when I meet a wrestling fan, they're a lot more likely to t- talk about PWG than they are John Cena. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think and the internet has been a huge, huge help. And then I, these companies that have networks and things like that, because even like. I have never watched, I haven't watched PWG, but I know what's happening. Like, I will follow the uh, hashtag when the shows happen, and I'll, you know, read about the matches as they're happening and things like that. And I was like, that's, I, I like the interconnectedness of it all, that you can connect with people. Like, I'm glad that we don't have to do like they did in the 90s and have to trade tapes with oh, people yeah. to watch Japanese matches. And I believe like that. that social media is a big help for independent yeah. wrestling. Because really if social work. media didn't exist today, who knows where where you know Ring of Honor or PWG would be at right now? Well, think about yeah. like Joey Ryan and his dick. Like right. you know how much money he made on that. Without the internet, that doesn't happen. That's right. like, yeah. literally I mean, for those two hundred people. He bought a house with that and a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> with that, that would have happened five years ago. And so, I mean, it does, and I think it's great that there's places where people can sell their merch and things like that. Um, but, you know, I think One Hour Tees is a great thing to have, and even people that have merch at their, their own show. Like, I think that's, I like that, uh, it's really good to see that indie wrestling is thriving in the way that it is. And there's so, so much good talent out there, and there's so, which, that's the only thing is, it's hard to keep up with everything, and, like, we, you know, we started, Nikki and I also started uh, MLW last night, and I have heard the name Jimmy Havoc forever. I'm familiar with who he is. I mm-hmm. see his tweets, but I don't think, before last night, I don't think I've ever actually seen him I in a match. I haven't seen him until last night either. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you see, and like, um, Travis Brooks, I know, is a huge 
wrestler in the UK, I have never, because I haven't gotten around to watching progress yet, I haven't seen him wrestle, but I know that he's really, really good, and now, like, it's a big deal because he's in the in the UK tournament and things like that. So there's, I think the internet really helps you just learn about people. Like, even before Shane Strickland came to PWX, like, I had heard about Shane Strickland a lot, and I heard that people really enjoyed him. They thought he was a fantastic wrestler. So I knew coming into it, like, even though I'd never seen a match, I knew that a lot of fans liked him. And then clearly within a few minutes of watching him wrestle, I knew why he had the reputation that he did. Um, So I think the internet's, a huge, huge help, and especially to get people booked. I mean, especially like you see even with the, you know, the Ducks and Gymnasty and stuff like that, you know, they're doing, they're using the internet to, to promote themselves, and now they're getting booked, you know, in California and in Canada and things like that, which is awesome. Um, by the way, Shane Strickland wrestled a few times before his match with Darius. You didn't see his other two matches? I don't remember Shane Strickland. One was in Hickory. It was like Star and Strickland tagged against somebody. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what I don't remember. And then there was... there. He was in the first X-16 tournament, too. We did oh, we, were yeah. on, I didn't. we were on the first X-16. Wait, that Shane was, Strickland was in the first X-16? I believe so, yes. So that was I'm, in a... I'm fact-checking that, because I don't remember that. That's, we didn't travel for wrestling then. I only went to Charlotte shows, so, because we were poor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, we're not really rich now, but we just, we make so, that. Uh, I'm in my computer, yeah, because the battery's running low. I um, believe he was there, because I remember he was in the eight-man tag on the second X-16. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was there. He, he teamed with Moose, and, uh, God, who else was there? Oh. Tommaso I mean, I and I'm trying to find yeah, the was, original. Yeah, I would definitely the the first one I went to was the yep. one at Andrew Kate. Everett defeated Shane Strickland in the first round. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, we weren't at that show. Ricochet was in it. Good God, I can't believe I didn't go to this. Yeah, we were we were poor. Well, we and I wasn't going to a fucking vape convention um i wonder if that's why like most of the people didn't go because it was a weekend and it was a vape convention like they didn't know like what to expect with that people were like vaping during the show too i thought that was hilarious <laughs> during the school year i literally can't do a whole weekend like yeah. i have other shit i have to do so yeah it's uh one of those things. it was labor day weekend though it doesn't matter that's actually worse because right at the beginning of the year, so Labor Day weekend, you're always like, okay, this shit's not working. What do I need to fix in my room on my day off? Kind of yeah. deal. So, but uh, all right, we need to wrap this up, and we have one more match to talk about. Oh, before we move yes. on to that match, I do want to say one thing about the six man match. I was surprised a that um, that Bullet Club won. Yep. And I was surprised that Ray did not pin Marty Squirrel, which makes me think Ray is going to wrestle Marty. And I'm wondering if it's going to happen at all in because I would not be they're both. They did tease that the a little yep. bit. And Tanahashi so. and Cody has been teased with that yes. match too. Yes. So. so, and I guess 
are they gonna? I don't know what they're gonna do with. Paige. I guess they're gonna put Paige with. Um, are they gonna put Paige? Would they put Paige with Liger? Yeah, why not? I wouldn't mind that. Um, I mean, I guess they could. I mean, well, they not. Sometimes they just put some random people true. together. So, so yeah, I was a little. I was a little surprised. I was like, I just out of. I don't really know what Bullet Club gains out of that, other than clearly they beat three of the best in the business, and I guess that's their deal, because I saw Cody tweet he beat three of the best in the business at, in one match at the age of 32 or some something like that. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of it, but I just I was really surprised that they didn't have the obvious baby face who are like the three of the, like, I don't think you could, other than Cena, I don't think you could have three bigger baby faces than Not in Japan. yeah. And so I definitely was surprised that they didn't have that they that they didn't win and that they didn't have Ray Penn Skrull. Yeah. After Skrull took his mask at Strong Style Evolved. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, I really didn't care about this. I know oh, I, a lot of people what? love Jericho. I, I, that match was everything I I wanted and more. I exactly. thought it was fantastic. I, that was Chris, great, Doug. How could you not care for that? Dude, <laughs> it's Jericho. He was he I, was exactly. not as bad as he is in it's WWE, but not as in shape as he was versus Kenny. Chris oh. Jericho is what 45, 47? Somewhere know. around there, yeah. He can still go easily he makes people look good he finds new ways to keep going in this business which it's hard to reinvent yourself especially when you're so known for wcw and wwe and to see him go into a place like japan which i know he has a history in japan but the fans love him there and i think that and having him go after naito is huge, and I know Nido's whole thing was, I don't need him, I'm famous on my own. Clearly, but I, that just put, I think, Jericho just brought Nido to a whole other level. I mean, granted, I mean, he, hell, like, half the match, Nido didn't even, had to wrestle in his suit because he didn't have <laughs> Yeah, because Jericho was beating the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just, and, well, and I liked that, I liked that he, um, I thought his match was, I really enjoyed his match with Kenny Omega, yeah. So I was glad to see Jericho kind of go a different way. Um, he, I thought he met Nido's style because Nido is just, he's super aggressive. He doesn't give he's a shit. He's reckless. He doesn't give a shit. He does whatever the fuck he feels like. And the fans love him for it. And so I think Jericho brought <coughs> him. And I think Jericho, um, I think it just solidifies Jericho as one of the best. I mean, still, clearly he is one of the best in the world. But I just think that it just adds even more to to Jericho, and I think it brought Naito to another level. It made Naito, um, it made Naito have a taste of his own medicine, which he doesn't get. He didn't even get that with Suzuki, really. Um, I think that yeah. it just added. I mean, he just he got wrecked, <laughs> and that <laughs> match is basically the best way to put it. Yeah, and I I just I loved it. I, thought I did it too. Was, I I thought it it's... it was just everything I could have wanted. From it's them probably just my hatred of Jericho, and also. How do you hate? I don't Jericho? know that I knew that you hated Jericho. I, I hate some... Jericho now. I love old Jericho. I just, I, I love that he just finds ways to to say. I mean, like he when he came back 
and they did the whole best friends thing. Like, he was only supposed to be there for a few months, and it went over so well that he just kept signing a new contract every month. Like, I think that speaks a lot to who he is and what he does and that he can keep. It's been, he's been wrestling for, what, 25 years now, and he can still bring the same type of attention he brought when he first came to WWE. Like, this feels like... I will give him his promo game is oh, off the charts. Oh, yeah. Um, that His reaction to getting the list of Kevin Owens and why is my name on this list Yeah, felt so real and so amazing and all that. My problem is he, so he only tries when he wants to. That's oh, I, well, see, and they bring him in to put over other people. Like they, I mean, that's what Dolph Ziggler does now. But you can live. tell... When Jericho likes the person he's putting over, and when he doesn't, and that bothers I, me. Um, I guess maybe I, I can see, see that, that a little bit, but I think that Jericho just when it's that situation where he knows he has to make the, but he they put keep doing that because they know Jericho will make the other person look good, no matter how good they are and if they deserve. <laughs> they see, deserve I I think part of my problem is when he wrestled Neville at Beast in the East and Jericho's conditioning was not where it is now. He had been touring with Fozzie for like three years and drinking lots of vodka and Neville had to like physically slow down for Jericho and that bothered me because it's when Neville was building momentum and I feel like it set him back like six months. Yeah, and I yeah. think, but and I also think Neville fall. is a completely different type of wrestler than Jericho too. Right. Um, and so I think that probably played, and I'm sure, yeah, touring for three years and not being in the condition, which you know, I guess you you can kind of fault him for that because he knew he had a match and he should have done more or whatever. But I think, um, but that's not enough to that would not be enough to make yeah. me. I, like, I just <laughs> I I don't like his in ring work in WWE. He is a hundred times better in New Japan. I will give yes. him that. I think New Japan gives him free reign to do what he wants. I think WWE harnesses him. I think New Japan also <laughs> is fresh, so he's not bored. I, I mean, he's been doing it 25 years. He's been in WWE most of that. He's probably bored when he's yeah. there. So, well, and I think that, it, yeah, and I think that's why he does the job <clears throat> because he needs the stimulation of something else. To yeah. keep him fresh. But, oh, by but, the way, if you guys hear me coughing, I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm still kind of sick right now. <laughs> it, dude, do you know how many times I've done this show, like, coughing and snotting and hacking up a lung? Probably a couple times. Uh, quite a few. <laughs> I work with children. Yeah. Uh, I work with nasty children who don't wash their hands unless you tell them to. Gross. Yeah, so um yeah, I enjoyed the match. I uh I I really think it's awesome that they put the title on Jericho, which makes Okay, me happy. so it was a title match? It yes. was a title match and Jericho won the title. I feel like announcers said it wasn't. They did. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Kelly said that it was a it title was, match. I'm like, wait a minute, it, it is a title match. Okay. It was a title match. Oh, I saw him holding the belt afterwards. Well, and it said winner, and it said, I think it said champion or new champion, and he had the belt, and there's pictures of him and Kenny on Twitter with the belt, there's a picture okay. of him and Rey Mysterio with the belt, so, um, I guess just, and a lot of people, or yeah, a lot of people were talking about, because now 
he's a 10-time IC champion. Um, Fair enough. With this belt. And so I think um, I really like that, and I think that that, that makes me happy because that means that he'll be doing more stuff with New Japan. Suck it, Vince. Which I'm yeah. sure... <laughs> Sure yeah, I was shocked that they put the belt on him. Yeah, too. Was, there was oh, a lot of title was... changes on this show. Yeah, they had three. Well, they had three in a row too because they had Takahata. And that's what I even told Nikki before Omega Okada started. I said, okay, and I was like, well, they just had two title matches in a row, and the title changed hands. I was like, do you think they would do? But they're not quite WWE because WWE will not change that many titles usually. Yeah, uh, and that's why I think Minion's going in a new direction. We're going into strong style. They're trying to build in that U.S. market. And This um, is also why I wonder if Naito is going to go, it will be the first to challenge Kenny. I, don't, I mean, obviously, we don't know, but, you know, he just dropped the title. Kenny did mention him. It wouldn't surprise and me. I also if, pointed out to Nikki earlier that now uh, Takahashi is the only person in LIJ with a title. And they had been. It was, it was Evil and Sonata, and um, and uh, Naito that had titles. And then he won BOSJ, so he had that too. And so then Bushi was the only one who didn't have anything. And now they all dropped their titles, and then Haramu won. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Um, yeah, and now Bullet Bushi, Club, he wasn't even on the card. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in BOSJ too. Um, he was, but he was just like the only LIJ member not on the card at all, which is yeah. weird. But then, yeah, so, um, Warpool. And so I kind of, it's interesting, I'd like to see um, who they'll put against Jericho, so that makes me kind of wonder, what are they doing with Will Ospreay? Would, will Ospreay try to go for the Intercontinental title? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much of Ospreay's injury is real. Because I know before he's had to take a few months off. Yeah, well, that's true, too. I didn't think about that. Maybe he is going to rehab for a little bit. Yeah. Then maybe Zach Sabre Jr. That would be smart. I would love to see Chris Jericho versus Zach Sabre Jr. Oh, my God, that would be great. Or Especially the man with Sabre wins. I'm cool with that. No. (laughs) No. I don't think... I don't... I think to see... Jericho, what is he, the man of a thousand holds? Is that what his thing is? <laughs> yeah. And see him yeah. against Zack Sabre Jr., who's clearly the best technical wrestler in the world. And if TJP does not quit calling himself the best technical wrestler, it drives me insane when uh, he says no. that. I'm like, have it's... you seen a Zack Sabre, match, Jun- Zack Sabre Jr. match in your life? What's, because... what's funny, Jericho may be the man of a thousand holds, but Sabre is the guy who can go from number one to number a thousand and never let go of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Zach is on a completely different level than most people. So I would love to see him in a ring with Jericho. I would love to see him challenge him for the title. I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think Sabre's got nothing to do right now either. So. No, I, think... I don't either. Well, unless he's he in the G1. one belt. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not Zachy three belts right now. I miss Zachy three belts. Yeah, same. Although it turned so into I'm heel, interested. It so. seems like New Japan is really, because of the strong style coming up, um, it feels like they're definitely trying to do um, a lot of things that will interest, um, that'll still keep the Japanese fans happy, but I think will interest um, the American fans 
like that. And yeah, I think that, that, may, got, that just, may be a lot of what was going on today. Is yeah, and while there were so many yeah. title changes and things like that, and I think they're kind of shaking up stuff for G1 because obviously whoever wins G1 faces the champion at Wrestle Kingdom. So I think they could do... And I even wondered if they would do Omega Okada 5 at All In because they're both going to be there. Uh, I think um, I Omega will be with Ibushi and fight the Bucks. They already did that, though. Yeah, they'll do it again. And they're not, but they're the Golden Elite. They don't have any reason to fight each other now. I don't know if Okada Omega will be at All In. I'm thinking that maybe Okada wins G1 and then they'll face each other again at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's definitely possible, but I think that's too it's such obvious. a cop out. Yeah, I don't like that. I think they should wait. They made it sound like they were going to wait a while before. Like Okada. But in his press conference, Kenny said, "I still don't know that I'm better than Okada, and I don't think that this is finished." Oh no, I know so, that, but I just meant that I don't know that they'll wrestle. I don't know how quick they'll wrestle again. They did but, say that they need to end this like once and for all, you know. Just to see who the better man is. So. Ooh, are we going to get an unsanctioned match? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and John Scholar, and then they kept wrestling, so I don't believe anything. God. People say that this is the end. I don't believe it unless the other one's retiring or dead. The final, final <laughs> chapter. <laughs> God, and now that Gunnar Miller is out, there's no telling what's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I, feel, I feel bad for Gunnar so, Miller. You got. I know that this is not really wrestling related, but I have been. I was looking on Twitter, and I know. I know what happened in CM Punk's match. Did he get his ass kicked? Um, apparently, he did super well for three minutes, and then Joe Rogan started burying him on commentary and was talking shit about him the entire time. And then he, um, I fe- he did. He did end up losing. Um, a lot of people. were saying that he did. He, def- get right. he definitely showed a lot of heart. It was the unit. Right here it says, Mike Jackson defeats CM Punk by unanimous decision, 30-26, 30-26, Well, at least um, he didn't get knocked out this time. Yeah, it sounds like people thought he did a lot better this time around. Uh, I still don't think it's enough, though, to keep him there. No, I don't necessarily think it's enough, but you know what? If Tim Tebow can go play baseball, then why can't CM Punk go wrestle? I mean, I don't see what the big deal is about him going to UFC. Punk and Brock Lesnar takes up space in a belt for no reason. So I don't see what, I don't know why. The big people... deal is Punk left on top. With good reason. Punk left um, on top. Got, yeah, and went got... to something he's not as skilled at. Not but saying he he's not training. Stuff, so I don't see, I think that's a huge, most people aren't going to take, they're not going to go from something they're very successful at and go to something unknown and try to be good there too. And I think that he deserves more. And this is not just because I'm a CM Punk fan. I think that he deserves more, you know, props instead of hate for what he's doing because it takes a lot for him to do. And like you said, he was the on top when he left and he went to UFC and this first match was awful. And apparently the second match, he was all right in the beginning and then not so much. So I don't know if that's the... A lot of people were saying they thought that should be his life. From what I've seen on Twitter, quite a few people think that that should be his... Like, he shouldn't get another chance. Which I don't know that he will get another chance because he's, what, 37 now? The name name recognition isn't going to last more than a couple matches. 
He might get one more, but yeah. that would be it. And if even at this losing, point, he he needs to call it and say, "Okay, revaluation time." It, and, it's just like if he keeps yeah. losing, then nobody don't want to see him anymore. Right. You know what well, I mean? Well, and I think I feel like I'm sure a lot of MMA fans are probably like WWE fans. I don't like seeing UFC fighters and. Um, I don't care for UFC fighters coming to WWE, especially when they treat it like the UFC, when they treat it like it's MMA when it's not. Um, they're not the same I thing. So maybe, I mean, maybe that's how me MMA fans feel about CM Punk. Maybe they feel like wrestling is not the same thing, and they don't think he should have the opportunity. So I mean, maybe that's where some of it comes from too. Yeah, and I am yeah. not interested in UFC, so that means I don't want to see these, but or MMA style matches. Usually, they're I don't give a shit. And I tried to get in UFC, but I I just wasn't interested. It, you think an undercard is bad on a WWE show? Go watch a UFC. And right. not like a major UFC, like an off-season UFC. It's, uh-huh. it's unwatchable. Well, it's really bad. Um, like, there's a reason that like not a lot of people go to those shows except the big shows. Yeah, you know because yeah. they they're not interested in watching these guys you know go at it because usually it's pretty bad. To me, like, MMA is more about the mystique and the name and the persona, which is basically just WWE. Yeah. So, but all right, yeah. so. Final thoughts on Dominion. I think if you're not already a New Japan fan, I don't think this is going to be the one to convert you. But I think it was well-paced. It was six hours, but it didn't, like we said earlier, everything kind of flowed along and went pretty quickly. There was nothing where I was like, oh, God, why is this still going? Which Yeah, I- it didn't have a, it's not like when you see WWE is going to be six hours where you automatically groan before even starting the show because yeah. you know it's going to be a train wreck and Touché. there's going to be matches that don't get the going to be matches that don't get the ter- time that they deserve and then the ones who don't deserve long that's the ones that end up with yeah. really long. Matches. And so despite, thought- despite my bitching, there wasn't a bad match on this card. Everything no, everything I, was I, solid or above. Yeah, um, I one oh, possible not- all-time great match. Yeah, so. I thought it was a really, um, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was, um, I thought it was worth getting up for. Um, I don't regret yeah. that decision. Uh, I'm putting uh, it above Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I I got. I, so I think I'm going to go with Kingdom. your opinion. I don't, I, don't know that I, I, would, I don't know that I would put it above Wrestle. I would. I, I mean. I don't know. I thought there were a lot of good matches on Wrestle Kingdom, but I do think this was a this was definitely comparable to it. I thought it was really good matches, and I do think that Omega Okada Four lived up to everything and exceeded expectations. I think it's the best of the four matches. Um, I think putting the title on Kenny was the right decision, um, even though I do love Okada. I was gonna say be, I love Okada. Uh, it's gonna be weird without him. him having a title, but it's cool to kind of see where he's gonna go. Um, and what they're gonna do? Like, where do you go? Where do you go from here? You've been champion for three years, like you've been, you've never, um, and he still has not tapped out of the. I mean, he still has not kicked out of the one winged angel. Um, so I'm just, I, it's kind of interesting to see. And he's young. He's what has his. He's, he's thirty. He he's the same 30. age as me. Yeah, and so he's. 
Um, and he's still so damn good. So it's it'll be interesting to see what they do with him and even how Kenny's title reign goes. Is Clearly, Kenny's not going to go. Uh, I don't think he'll go 12, 12 title matches like Okada did. Oh. Um, but I think that it could be... I think Kenny could put on some really great matches, and I think that they could do a lot to elevate the brand, and I'm excited to see where they go with the Golden Elite. Um, what do they do with Cody? How does Cody get back involved in this now that he, now Kenny has a, a, the title and he doesn't? Like, what does that mean for Bullet Club and him trying to take over as leader? What does that bring? What do they do at all? I mean, he's clearly not wrestling him at all, and he's wrestling Nick Aldis at all in. So, um I think there's a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of exciting things that are on the way for New Japan, um, and I'm much more excited uh, with what's happening in New Japan than I am in WWE, for sure. <laughs> um, yes. That's not hard to do this year, though. No, it isn't, but I just, they, <laughs> that's true, I just, they seem a lot, they seem like they're on, they're already huge, but they feel, it feels like they're on the verge of something even better, um, and I think as a wrestling fan, that's huge. And it's nice to not be, it's not so, it's, in another way, it's not like WWE, it's not super predictable. Like, I think there's um, a lot up in the air right now. And, and it's do, not the same recycled stories and right. storylines. And right, we're not getting Roman Reigns versus management here. <laughs> WWE needs a threat to step their game up. And They're getting <laughs> Just for an example, my assistant at work one day was like, hey, What's this New Japan stuff coming on Axis? He's like, I saw commercials. That would not have happened three years ago. Yeah. Right. And I think I think that's something to be noted. I don't think they're quite ready to go after him, but I think they're trying to get there. Yeah. I think the I think the shows in the US are a huge a huge step forward, uh, the live shows, I think. Well, even having it on Access, obviously, that gives the average fan who's not willing to fork over nine ninety nine a month, which I would, I mean, it's definitely worth it. I've had it for a year now, and it's, I, I think it's very worth the price of what I pay for it. Um, so I think that, but having it on Access gives it, you know, gives the average fan who's not really familiar, like maybe they've heard, now they know Jericho's on there, so they're like, wow, if Jericho, you know, is leaving WWE after all this time to go wrestle for them, then maybe they're doing cool stuff, and so now they can check it out. And then so they I got think, Mysterio, and... Yeah. yeah. It, they know what they're doing. And they know AJ came from there, um, they know Nakamura came from there, so I think people definitely, it's more on people's radars uh, than it was before, and I think that, that's why I feel like they're on the verge of something big, and I think... They will. They are a. They are a threat to WWE, whether Vince wants to admit it or not. Um, they're a huge threat, and I think I, it's going to only be. It's only going to get bigger, um, especially now that lines are being blurred and people are like with all in. They're bringing in all types of people. They're bringing in New Japan people. People are leaving. They're going and wrestling um, in Ring of Honor, and they're you know they're going. There's so much. Wrestlers are just kind of all. I mean, like. New Japan had, I mean, uh, BOSJ had ACH in it. It had Chris Saban in it, and I think um, it had Dragon Lee in it. So, I mean, they are bringing in all this top-tier talent um, and showcasing it, and I think that that's, I think that's a really big thing, and I think they're one of the ones that are kind of doing it better than other people. So I'm excited to see where things are going to go. 
what a time to be a wrestling fan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they say I, that on Marty and Sarah every week. They're like, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Go, Matthew. Yeah. Um, I thought that the show was amazing. Possibly better than Wrestle Kingdom, in my opinion. And I, I actually... I'm just saying, as a non-New Japan guy, I don't identify as a huge New Japan fan. I'll watch it, but I don't go out of my way for it. I think we must have lost it. Oh, man. (laughs) Do what? Oh, I thought we lost you. Nope. Um, It it got fuzzy sounding, and we couldn't hear anything. Okay. But basically, I don't identify as a New Japan fan. So, I tried to watch Wrestle Kingdom, and I tried to watch Dominion. Dominion was way less of a chore than Wrestle Kingdom, which is why I'm putting Dominion over it. Yeah, I feel like Dominion was a little shorter than Wrestle Kingdom, but not by much. Probably by like an hour. <laughs> but, but Probably by an hour, but yeah, you, like you said earlier, like the pacing of the show was pretty much good. Um, it didn't felt like it was a drag, like... For, like, for example, watching Mania, especially Lesnar and Reigns, it's just like, oh my god, I want this to end. You know, it wasn't like that for this show at all. It just went and quick I also like that. that. The matches didn't seem rushed either. Like, right. the, the pace moved fast, but it didn't feel like anybody was being rushed, like anybody was getting the short end of the stick. They had time to tell their story, they had time to do, you know, what they needed to do. So I think that was. I think all that is way more important than people think. I think it can make a middle-of-the-road show feel like a great show when the pacing is good. Right. Because I think of, like, the PWX shows that were running five to six hours. And we know the caliber of talent that was on that show. But, God, that got miserable by the end. You know? Especially after intermission, when you kind of lose people, like they would have really, they would have pretty decent matches right after intermission, and the fans were just like exhausted. So sometimes they would have like good matches, like uh, like in the first match, it would be like really good, and then people are like already tired out. Yeah, and everything. So, but all right, so that was our New Japan Dominion recap and review. Two hours. (laughs) Damn. And other things. That, was that didn't feel like two hours. <laughs> that was so shorter than our um, random phone call with Doug. That was yeah. two and a half hours, and we were just Shit talking about wrestling. Yeah. All wrestling. But there we talked about, like, every company we had been to recently. This yeah. was literally just a six-hour show. So yeah. we, we wow. are one-third of <laughs> Dominion right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There was a lot of- and then we had to cover the CM Punk stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. so... And, uh, everybody should know where to follow us by now. If you don't, you're new, because we're talking about New Japan. At Sad Podcast. Um, you can find us on any podcast app. iTunes, Stitcher. We don't have a YouTube anymore. Tumblr, Facebook, whatever. We're everywhere. Alright, Sam and Nikki, where can people find you? Um, Mine is... Samantha at underscore 1713. And mine is at Holy Ship, And I'm Nikki, by the way. <laughs> and just look for pink hair and you'll find me. It's true. It's true. 
<laughs> All right, Matthew, where can they follow you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter most of the time more than Facebook because yeah, I, I talk so much stuff about wrestling on there. But, but um, <laughs> you, you can find me on Twitter at Matthew Acosta, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-A-C-O-S-T-A. And sometimes I have to spell it out because sometimes people spell my last name wrong, of course. <laughs> Makes sense. So um, and they leave in, and, and I have an aunt that leaves the N out of my name. So does Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah, Matt Hardy did, too, when he signed our, we went to his book. We went to the Hardy Boys book signing when their book came out when I was, like, 17. Yeah. And it was written on the piece of paper, and he still left the N out of my name. And he it, I watched him stop and look at the thing to make sure he spelled it right, and he still left it out at Hardy. Apparently, obsolete in your name. I was going to say, apparently, uh, when he was broken, uh, before he was uh, woken or broken, he was not a he wasn't maybe as good of a speller as he is now. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that because I, when I met Sue Young for the first time, she spelled my name wrong and only put one T in my name. But I didn't say anything, so I just like let it go. Yeah, <laughs> she probably would have murdered you in your sleep. Yeah, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't say anything. I, I didn't. I'm like, sure, my name. That's how my name is spelled from now on. Just mat. <laughs> <laughs> just feel like a wrestling hat. <laughs> All right. On that note, shalom, motherfuckers. We're out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>